Lord. It's time to look to the Word of God. We believe every word He's written, and we declare every word He's written. The Psalms, it says, let me not be ashamed of my hope in your word. So we put our trust in the Word of God. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. It's Family Day holiday weekend in Alberta, and I want to, our province, I want to speak to the family situation somewhat this morning. But even if you don't have a son or daughter or have children, this message goes beyond the family because every one of us who are born again are sons and daughters of God. And so we can learn from the message today. The title is The Child Jesus. The Child Jesus. Let's turn to Matthew 19, 13, first of all. <clears throat> then little children were brought to Jesus that he might put his hands on them and pray. Children were brought to him that he might put his hands on them and pray. But the disciples rebuked them. But Jesus said, Let the little children come to me and do not forbid them, for of such is the kingdom of heaven. And he laid his hands on them. He put his hands on them. He prayed. He laid his hands on them. Mark chapter 10 and verse 13. Then they brought little children to him that he might touch them. But the disciples rebuked those who brought them. But when Jesus saw it, he was greatly displeased. I wonder what that looked like. He was greatly displeased and said to them, let the little children come to me and do not forbid them. Is there a child of God in the house this morning? Don't let anyone keep you back from the presence of Jesus. Even if some disciple roughs you up a little bit, even if a, little, if a Christian roughs you up a little bit, or there's a circumstance or an obstacle or a heaviness or a spirit against you, don't let anything keep you back from the presence of Jesus. Jesus said, let the children, let the sons and daughters of God, let the people come to me. Do not forbid them, for of such is the kingdom of God. Assuredly, I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will by no means enter it. And he took them up in his arms laid his hands on them, and blessed them. And Jesus is still taking the children in his arms, lifting them up, blessing them. The Bible says the parents brought their children to Jesus that he might touch them. The Greek word hapto means to set fire to a thing, to fasten fire to a person, to set on fire to kindle the fire of God. When Jesus was laying hands on the children, he was starting a fire that would burn and grow in their lives and burn as an eternal flame. Jesus Christ wants to touch every one of us today. We're all sons and daughters. We're all children of God. But how much more today as well in the family situation that we take these words down into our family and understand, let the children come to me, Jesus said. Let me get my hands on them, pray over them, minister over them, bless them in the name of the Lord. Let's turn to Luke chapter Two now, the account of Jesus at his dedication to the Father. Luke 2.22 says, Now when the days of Mary's purification according to the law of Moses are completed, they brought Jesus to Jerusalem. How beautiful is this? To present him to the Lord. The first thing Jesus' parents did when they had him in their home 
Mary had to wait the 40 days of purification according to the law. But the first thing they did when that purification was done, they brought Jesus into the house of the Lord among God's people to present him to the Lord. Luke 2.25, And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And this man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, waiting for the move of God in Israel. And the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. So he came by the Spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, Simeon took Jesus up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared before the face of all peoples, a light to bring revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. And Joseph and his mother marveled at those things which were spoken of him. The first thing Jesus' parents did was bring him into the house of God to be blessed, to be presented before the Father. Our children belong to God. The Bible teaches that our children belong to God. There's a very significant verse in Ezekiel 16, verse 20 and 21, where the Lord says to his people, the children you have born to me. So the children that have come from your womb have been born unto me. And in the verse 21, he said, he called them my children. The children of the righteous are special to the Lord. He says, you've born them to me, they're mine. Yes, they're yours, but they're mine more than they're yours. And he called them my children. And in that instance, God was incensed and grieved in his heart because his people had given their sons and daughters over to idols and given them over to the world system instead of the house and the presence of the Lord. This morning, the first thing we do with our children is we present them to the Lord. We give them to him for his blessing, for his work, for his continuation in their lives. Our children belong to God. Present them to the Lord. After they presented him to the Lord, the scripture goes on in Luke chapter 2, and we come down to verse 40. Verse 40, it says, And the child grew and became strong in spirit, filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. Four things. They presented Jesus in the house of God, Simeon prophesied over him, laid hands on him, blessed him, prayed the promises of God, prayed the blessing of God over this child Jesus. And then the Bible says the child grew and became strong in spirit, filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. I want to touch on these four points this morning. Number one, the child grew. The child grew. And how important these points are in the development of our children and of our families and our own lives. Because again, every one of us is a child of God. Every one of us is a son and daughter of God. We must take these four into our life and bring them forth as Jesus did. Number one, the child grew. This speaks of the physical development of life the natural aspects of life. Life is not only spiritual in that sense, it's natural, and we all live in a natural world. And so a child must develop, a child must grow. There's questions and answers and learning and teaching. 
This is the practical side of life, and it's the responsibility, it's the divine will of God that parents provide for their children, that they look after them in the natural, feeding and clothing, interests, fun times, family times, all the things that are a part of life, of the natural human development. This is the divine will of God. This includes the daily routine of parents. And when they have children that are in school and even before, parents are up early. They're looking after the physical and the child grew. It's a wonder to watch a child grow. It's a wonder to have a baby in your arms and watch that baby grow and develop into a child and a boy or girl, a young man, and into an adult. It's a miracle of God before our eyes. The child grew and so parents are up early and they're making breakfast and then they're preparing the children for school and then perhaps they drive them to school or put them on the bus and away they go and they've had the lunch prepared for them and then after school they pick up the child and child needs a little snack before supper and then there's maybe some duties around the house for the child and maybe sports practice, maybe music practice and then supper time and clean up some fellowship time, bedtime routine. It's exhausting doing the divine will of God, isn't it? <laughs> and parents feel it sometimes. My, this routine every day. But it is the divine will of God. The child grew, and the child grew. And the Lord means that we put our hands to this in a very responsible way that we know that we're serving the Lord in the growing up of our children, in the natural development of life, in the wisdom they need, in teaching them how to take care of their bodies, in teaching them how to have life skills in this world, to conduct themselves in this world properly. This is the will of God for parents. And the child grew. Again, it's a, it's a wonder. Don't miss the wonder of a child growing up in the presence of God. This is one of the greatest miracles of life. And some of the greatest times in our life, perhaps the greatest times in a parent's life, are when they're raising their sons and daughters and watching them grow up before the presence of the Lord. Sons growing up in their youth. Daughters sculpted after pillars of the palace of God. What a wonder and what a joy. And again, for all of us as people of God, we must grow in the natural. We must take care of the natural aspects of life. We must be precise. We must be thorough. We must be excellent in the natural aspects of life. This is the will of God. And if we're not, sooner or later, we start running into a lot of trouble. The child grew. And so this morning, the first point for all of us is to grow in the natural, develop on the natural side of life. Number two, the Bible says the child became strong in spirit. Strong in spirit. This is the development of the spirit of the child and of all of us, that we would grow in spirit. He became strong in spirit. The only other alternative is staying weak in spirit. We can stay weak in spirit, but the child Jesus became strong in spirit. It speaks of the spiritual capacity of our lives, of our praise and worship ministry, of our prayer ministry, of our hunger and thirst after the presence of God. Why do parents encourage their children to worship the Lord and lift their hands and dance before God? Why do parents 
have their children pray at mealtime or at bedtime or when there's some injury or some illness or sickness in the home. Why do you invite your children? Come and pray. You pray this time. Not me, you pray, son, daughter. Why do we do that? Because we're seeking to develop their spirit, their spirit capacity, to sensitize their spirit to the worship, the word, the promises, and the prayers of the Lord. Now, Proverbs chapter 22, verse 6 says, Train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, as he continues on in life, he will not depart from it. Train up a child in the way he should go. The words train up, to remind you, are an idiomatic expression meaning to create or develop a hunger and thirst in a child. Train up, create a hunger, create a thirst in your child after God. The word properly means to put something into the mouth, to give, to be tasted. We have to put a taste in our child's mouth. We have to put something in their mouth that they begin to hunger, that they begin to long after. And in spiritual terms, we must create a desire, a hunger and thirst for the presence of God in their lives. For when they are old, nothing else will ever satisfy. Create a hunger and a thirst Make the word of God, make the presence of God, the house of God, the things of God so glorious in their eyes that they begin to hunger and thirst after them. The worship so wonderful. Create that thirst so that nothing else will ever satisfy them. I love to see the children up in the praise precincts, the praise pit in our services Sunday morning and Sunday evening. I love to see the youth up here and the young adults and even some adults because I can see what's happening. There are two things to me that are happening. Number one, the zeal of God is consuming them. God is putting a fire in them. When you come before the Lord, and begin to express yourself, spirit, soul, and body. You can't help but have the fire of God begin to consume you. We have to activate our spirit, our body, our soul before the Lord, and something happens. Something happens. The fire of God begins to burn in our soul, and something else is happening. These children and these young people are becoming addicted to the felt presence of God. And once you're addicted to the felt presence of God in your life, nothing else will ever satisfy. I say once a child, once a young person is hooked by the felt presence of God, you don't have to worry about them. They're not going to stray. They may have some testing times. They may have some temptation. But there is something that's going to hold them in life because they are hooked to the felt presence of God, and nothing else this world can ever offer or idols of sin or self can offer will ever satisfy their heart. You've stolen my heart. Yes, you have. Like David. Like David. You could put him anywhere. On the hillsides of Judea, taking care of a few sheep. In a cave in the mountains, in a tent, on a throne, in the palace, driven back out into the wilderness. 
The one thing that mattered to David most in his life was the felt presence of God, that he had the felt presence of God upon him and stirred within him and resting upon him. And when he had that felt presence, he was alive. And when he didn't, life was dead. They became strong in spirit. Every one of our children to become strong in spirit. Every child of God here today, every son and daughter of God in this place, become strong in spirit. Develop that spirit capacity. Develop your hunger and thirst for the felt presence of God in your life. It's the greatest blessing you can have. It's a forever friend. Number three, the child was filled with wisdom. Filled with wisdom. There's only one place to get wisdom, and that is in the book, the Bible. This is the only book that has wisdom. These are the words of the wise. The Bible isn't talking about world, the wisdom of the world. The world has wisdom, but that's not the wisdom that we're talking about this morning, and it's not the wisdom this word is talking or this verse is talking about. It's talking about the wisdom of God, the knowledge and understanding of the Bible. Jesus at age 12, as we know, was already asking questions that the men in the temple marveled at. Where did he get these questions? Where did he get these answers? He was filled with wisdom. He was filled with the Word of God. And so we set the Word of God into our lives, and we set the Word into our children. Proverbs 4, verse 7 says, Wisdom is the principal thing. That's the wisdom of God. Not the wisdom that helps you manage your life in the world. That would be under point number one, the child grew. This is the wisdom of God. And the Bible says, therefore, get wisdom. And in all you're getting, get understanding. I like the King James. And in all you're getting, with all you're getting, get understanding, it says. With all you're getting, get understanding. Learn the scriptures. Memorize the scriptures. Know the word of God. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. Proverbs 9.10 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The fear of the Lord. People who fear the Lord, who obey the Lord, who worship the Lord. The Bible says that is the beginning of wisdom. Without that fear of the Lord, without that surrender to Jesus Christ, you can't even start on this road of the wisdom of God. The wisdom of God begins with somebody that's contrite and broken and hungry after God, willing to worship and obey and honor the Lord. The Bible says that is the beginning. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the holy is understanding. And from there, that surrender to the Lord, you go on and fill your life with the Word of God, a lifetime of study and nurturing in the Word of the Lord. It starts early in a Christian family. It starts early in our sons and daughters. 2 Timothy 3.15, the word over Timothy was, says that from childhood, childhood, the word in the Greek is brephos, meaning baby, and that from a baby, from an infant, you have known the holy scriptures, which are able to make you wise unto or for salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. From, from a baby, you have known the Holy Scriptures. Your mother was putting them into you, and your grandmother was putting them into you. Lois and Eunice, putting the Word of God into this 
little son, this little boy, as he grew, Timothy. And the Bible says he became wise unto salvation, unto the principles and word of God in his life, and he could live his life properly before the Lord. The Bible is a miracle book. It's a miracle book. It's filled with wonder. It's filled with mystery. It's a book that will carry you for a lifetime, and even then you cannot exhaust it. And when we look at the Bible stories, which is where our children begin to learn, that is at that level, they begin to learn the stories as the historical accounts and the wonderful works of God and miracles, but they are captivated by the Bible stories because they are so amazing. You can open up the first few pages of the Bible and you have Adam and Eve, the first people that were ever created in the garden. You have the forbidden fruit. You have the serpent. What an image. What a graphic picture to take hold in the spirit of a child. You go on and you have Noah and all the animals and the ark and how the animals came in two by two and there was a great flood. I mean, these are images of true spiritual historical accounts and because they're so vivid they go deep into the spirit of a child you have joshua bringing down the walls of jericho as the people marched and walked around the city and shouted what a grand display of the power of god samson the man who never cut his hair the long hair of the nazarite and the mighty feats and accomplishments that this man did you can't get that image out of your mind and spirit young david with only a sling and a stone bringing down a giant every child knows that story and loves it jonah swallowed by a whale see the lord is putting his hook into the children putting his hook into the children so they begin to learn wisdom and desire the word of God this incredible book that God's given us you turn to the New Testament and my the miracles of Jesus raising the dead and healing people that were so broken in body paralyzed and crippled the Lord would heal them and raise them up that is meant as image for the word of God to go into the life of a child and then you come to the sufferings of the cross there's not a child if you present the sufferings of the cross properly saying Jesus did no wrong Jesus did Jesus did not deserve to die on the cross but he died for you he died for me son daughter there's not a person when they come a child when they come under the sound of that gospel that isn't penetrated deep into the heart by the Spirit of God Jesus is putting his hands on them. Jesus is ministering to them. These are the great stories of the Bible. The child was filled with wisdom. I thank God for our Christian education department. I thank God for Pastor Deanna and all the workers and how we should bless them and how we should encourage them. And it wouldn't hurt to give them a gift once in a while, would it? To show appreciation for what they do for our sons and daughters, laboring week in and week out in the gospel to set the word of God, to fill our children with the wisdom of the Lord, the Holy One. From there it goes on. As you grow, the Bible takes you from level to level, depth to depth, from glory to glory, from faith to faith, 
From transformation to transformation, the Word of God just keeps going from wonder to wonder. You study the Bible your whole lifetime, and you can never exhaust the wonder. That is the miracle of the Word of God. God says, I want you to be filled with wisdom. Every child to be filled with wisdom. Every son and daughter. Every son and daughter of God, no matter what age you are, to be filled with the wisdom of the Scriptures. The child grew, became strong in spirit, filled with wisdom. And number four, and the grace of God was upon him. And the grace of God was upon him. Ephesians 4, 7 says, But to each one of us grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. Christ has given gifts. The Bible says he received gifts from his Father and he's distributed gifts to every one of us. It says, but to each one of us, grace, favor, deposit of the Spirit was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. This aspect relates to our vocation, our gifting, our ministry, and our calling. And this is important in the development of our life. The Bible says, and the grace of God was upon Jesus. He grew physically. He learned how to handle life in the natural. He became strong in spirit and worship and prayer and seeking the Lord, hunger after God. He was filled with wisdom. He took in the scriptures. He memorized the scriptures. Studied well. Learned the ways of the Lord. And the grace of God was upon him. The vocation, the gifting, the unique calling of God was upon his life. Every one of us have a unique place in the earth. Our children and us rise to bless this world. Each one of us have favor upon us according to the measure of Christ's gift. He gives a measure to each of us so we can move in a vocation, in a calling, in an enterprise, in vision, and in purpose in life. Jesus, at first, was a carpenter. A carpenter. A calling of God. A unique administration. People have many vocations in this life. People that are sitting here, many walks of life, many duties, firefighters and farmers and business people and chefs and nurses and teachers and workers of, in all kinds of aspects of life. The grace of God was upon Jesus, and Jesus was first a carpenter. Mark chapter 6, 3, they said, Is not this the carpenter, the son of Mary? Till age 30, Jesus was employed as a tradesperson, as a carpenter. Can you imagine Jesus carrying wood? Cutting wood, carrying lumber, putting the harness on his donkey to the cart, go get some wood for the carpenter's shop. Cutting the wood. Carving handles for all kinds of tools. Sanding tables and chairs and building wagons. Jesus sweeping up sawdust from the carpenter's shop cleaning up the shop, some days dealing with some 
testy customers. In the retail business he was. Close up shop, head home for the night, fall into bed exhausted. Only to wake up early in the morning and go through the whole routine again. Day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year. And he said, I delight to do your will, oh my God. I delight to do your will. That was Jesus the carpenter. I delight to do your will. I'll take the strain. Sore muscles, calloused hands, whatever I deal with every day in the employment of my life, I'm doing the will of my Father. The grace of God is upon me. The gifting, the vocation that's upon my life right now is to be a carpenter. And you know he was the best carpenter you could find. You know that when he fitted the yokes for the oxen, that he took extra care to make sure those yokes were sanded properly and fit properly so they wouldn't rub and hurt the oxen. When he sanded the tables and chairs, he was doing it in honor of his father that wherever those tables and chairs would go throughout Nazareth and other villages and towns, people would say, my, that craftsman, that craftsman from Nazareth, that Jesus of Nazareth, the reputation of God was coming upon him. Then at age 30, at age 30, he stood at the Jordan for baptism, and it's like the father couldn't, couldn't hold back. The father couldn't restrain himself. He said, I've got to open up the heavens. I've got to put a word out into the earth. This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Father couldn't hold himself back. So proud of his son. So well pleased. He said, I want everybody to know this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. A carpenter, a nurse, a lawyer, a teacher an engineer, an electrician. This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. But Father, he, he hasn't healed one sick person yet. He hasn't done one miracle. No signs and wonders. No gospel preaching. No crusades. 30 years of age. This is my beloved son. I honor him. I commend him for the vocation, for the life he's lived. And now there was a change. He would go on in ministry, anointed by the Holy Spirit, a prophet, a healer, a preacher, a teacher, the great shepherd of the sheep. Three and a half year ministry. And that, when that ministry was done, the heavens opened once again and the voice of the Father was heard, this time on the Mount of Transfiguration. This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. Now a ministry that had been honoring to the Lord, faithful in his administration of the gospel, impeccable in character. No misappropriation of finances. No stain on the ministry. No moral failure. He walked perfectly before the Father. This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. The grace of God was upon him. Ephesians 4, 7, But to each one of us, grace is given according to the measure of the gift of Christ. 
your vocation, your unique calling, your gifting, whatever your placement is in the earth, whatever your placement is in ministry, it is the gift of Christ and how we should honor the Lord. The grace of God was upon him. And so we bring forth these aspects of our life. We learn this morning from the child Jesus presented to the Father in the house of God. And now all of us, we must grow. We must become strong in spirit, filled with wisdom, the Word of God, and that the grace of God would be upon our life and that we would receive the grace of God and work with the grace of God in such delight that the Father would say, this is my beloved son, this is my beloved daughter, I am well pleased in the administration, the vocation, the outworking of their life. Well, let's stand together this morning. Worship team, come. Let's go back to Luke 2.40. Luke 2.40. Take this into your spirit right now once again. And the child grew and became strong in spirit, filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. I hope you can receive me this morning. This is one of the constant prayers I have over my sons and daughters-in-law and over my grandchildren. This verse right here. Because I know the child Jesus went through these four stages and it's the will of God. And so we must pray into the will of God. Parents have a responsibility for two generations. For their children and their grandchildren, the Bible says. Children and children's children. The responsibility of every parent. And then our work is done. And I take this verse, and I have seven grandchildren, and I don't mind telling you that I call them out by name, and I insert every one, every one of their names in this verse when I begin to pray. And I pray, and Clive grew and became strong in spirit. And Willa grew and became strong in spirit, and the grace of God was upon her. And Hendrick grew and was filled with wisdom. And Penelope grew and became strong in spirit. And Leon grew and became strong in spirit, filled with wisdom. And Locke grew and became strong, and the grace of God was upon him. And Otto grew and became strong in spirit, who was filled with wisdom. And the grace of God was upon him. Put your name in there this morning. Put your child's name in there. Put your son and daughter's name in there and begin to call this word and declare this word. You can do it a few times a week. Whenever it comes to you, you're praying over your sons and daughters. There's not a day that I don't call out my family's names before God morning and night. Call for the power of God and the anointing and the fire and the holiness of God to be upon their lives. I know that the effectual fervent prayer of one righteous man, a righteous man or righteous woman, accomplishes much. The Spirit-inspired, the Spirit-energized prayer, the fervent red-hot prayer that is energized by the Word and by the Holy Spirit accomplishes much. And it pours the anointing on our lives and on our sons and daughters. Let's look at Lamentations 2.19 in closing. My, what a word. Arise, cry out in the night. At the beginning of the watches, pour out your heart 
like water before the face of the Lord. Lift your hands toward him for the life of your young children. Hands of intercession, hands of worship, hands of dedication. Arise, cry out in the night. At the beginning of the watches, six o'clock in the evening, in the Hebrew, three watches of the night, in the evening time, pour out your heart like water. Let it pour, let it run, let it gush out. The Bible says out of our innermost being will flow rivers of living water as we pray in the Holy Ghost, as we speak in other tongues, as we pour out groanings and sighings and utterings of the Spirit. The Bible says pour out your heart like water before the face of the Lord. It's just pouring out in a river of utterance and declaration and prophetic prayer. Lift your hands toward him for the life of your children. This is the word of God. This is the word of God. In God I will praise his word. I know that this is the command of the Lord. This is the instruction of the Lord. It's not for me to question it. It's not for me to look at my own self-consciousness or some of my tradition and say, well, I don't do that. I want to believe the word of God. Let God be true and every man a liar. And the Bible says that we are to arise and cry out in the night. And in the beginning of the watches, we're to pour out our heart like water. So let it run before the face of the Lord and to lift up our hands for the life of our young children. So this morning as we close out on this family day weekend, let's lift up our hands and pour out our hearts. Call upon the name of the Lord for our families. You may want to, as we close out in worship, take that verse, Luke 2, 40, and put the name of your son or daughter in there. Put their name in there. Grow strong in spirit, filled with wisdom, the grace and anointing, vocation, gifting, ministry, and calling, and purpose be upon that child. For unto every one of us is given grace according to the gift of Christ. Well, let's close out this morning. If you want to make your way to the altar for prayer, dedication, consecration to the Lord, please slip out from where you are. But let's offer our lives. We're all sons and daughters of God today. We have Jesus Christ as our Savior. Let's offer our lives and our families as we close out in worship this morning.